T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. May 11th, 2018, Ken Laird. Chris Curtis. This little thing called the real KNC. Chris Curtis, by the way, the brand new voice of the Red Sox pre, post, and in-game scoreboard updates. You can put it on the board. He has an Xfinity X1 scoreboard update. Good evening, Joe. (laughs) Was it Joe? (laughs) Of course, it was Tim who sent it to you. Good job. Let's, Let's try it one more time, Chris, okay? He is standing by, and he has an Xfinity X1 scoreboard update. Thanks, Tim. Adam Jones went yard, three-run dinger for the O's, 5-4 Orioles in the second. That's it. Done. Perfect. Done. Why, why couldn't I it? It's not, it's not it. Plus. It's not it. Anybody can do it, Ken. My, great job, I thought, especially you know spontaneous. Like You didn't have uh, first-inning scores like Mutt did. In San Diego, top one, no score, Padres <laughs> and Cardinals. <laughs> That was the, of the first. That was in the post game. That was seventh inning month. <laughs> it was not. It was not the seventh inning. It was extended Who cares seventh when inning. it was? What's that? It was the extended seventh. Oh, 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 okay. Who cares right. when it was? Why would you so, ever give my, a score? So, Who would care? Okay, I didn't have all day to watch Lost in Space and write my script for freaking three updates in five hours. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Lost in Space uh, watching from Mud. Who knew? Netflix has remade Lost in Space, which is one of the worst shows. I ever. watched it. I want the new one. one of the new one. The new one. You watched the whole series? Yes. The whole thing. year? Yeah. You're kidding. Well, it's like eight episodes. Was you it terrible? Eight episodes? I, I would not watch it. Do not. Don't make a mistake I did. I will defend watching old episodes of The Office any day of the week rather than sitting with two kids and a job with night hours. I have two young kids. I have a job that has night hours. Watching Lost in Space for eight episodes at a time and fall asleep <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> Bookend mutt this week. Yes. Monday Mutt, Friday Mutt. Mutt got taken behind the woodshed, as he always does, for a couple of things. Oh. Monday was Mutt's Derby Day reaction. We had dead ticket Mutt in on Monday. And what is the point of us, like, you doing that podcast? And I mean, you're wrong every year. You've never been right. I effing nailed it. Fast-paced scenario, need a closure. Who'd you pick to win? Audible ran a really good third. Who'd you pick to win? I picked Audible. He Did ran he win? third. When he runs third and the favorite so wins, if I I'm bet, going to win. If I bet I'm Audible to, to show what, what I won. You didn't have the six horse anywhere in the in the mix, Mutt. Yeah, well, two of my three horses ran the, the first horse top that three, won. Right? Well, you We're, can't win if the six isn't in there. Mother's, mother's spinning now. The guy you, I'm the, not spinning who, anything. Well, who won the race? Just, justify one. Where'd you have, where'd you have, awesome. where'd you have Justify finishing? Second. You did? Okay. I had him in my top Who's your pick winning? Audible. He did ran he third. Win? He okay, ran so third. You're wrong. That's, that's all. Not, it's that's not black good. and white. That's, that's be like that's picking. No, whatever. But if you like, bet to no, show or place, you would have won. That's what he said to do. I didn't tell anyone how to bet the race. See, well, then what's the point of the podcast? Because it's a handicapping podcast, not a tell podcast, don't idiot. don't tell anyone how to bet I'm not the telling race. you how to bet yes, your you races. Are? No, I'm not. So I'm telling you what you We pick through the races. I'm not a tout. I didn't sit there and tell you, I'm going to be right for sure. And by the way. But more than anything, he got abused for telling the story about meeting Bud in Connecticut. Have a good time. It was awesome. It was awesome. Thank you to everyone who came up and said hello. Our guy, Bud, in Connecticut. How who, many compliments did you get on your outfit from Milton's? A hundred. Uh, easily a hundred. So anybody, what, people have thoughts on the show or the station? Uh, the, the big theme uh, from people. Mutt that really, 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 really stories. I do. The worst. It's not as exciting as you guys want it to be. I'd like to move there up is, to boring. There is no story I could tell you guys would not mock. <laughs> Mutt, you've gone on two trips we've talked about. One matter. time you had a hamburger and the other time you shook somebody's hand. I was hand. sick the entire weekend in Vegas, it, yes. It was sick. Yeah, the I, only I, place yeah, you've ever gone where you have a good story is Sarah. 
Saratoga. That's I can't dumb. believe looking back on it now, it did what I did. So everything we knew was in the trailer, so to speak. We saw a picture of Mutt at this event yeah. with Bud. Right. He comes in, has the full weekend. You're mocking him about getting arrested, dead ticket Mutt. Ken Laird tweeting out, did I get arrested this weekend? Am I a police barrack? Dickhead. He shows up, and he's got the floors to himself. Jerry says, give us a story, and he says, I met Bud in Connecticut. I met Bud in Connecticut. What else do you guys want to know? So I think Mutt is worried about being honest about if this is pre-Saratoga, we're going to get a lot get more, more stories about yeah. the drinking, True. the shenanigans, True. the garlic bread, you name it. I mean... He's gonna, he's now in Curtis, old Curtis mode where he's got to conceal the drinking. Absolutely. <laughs> Very good point. Yes, he's sort of got to live the two lives. I have seen a professional. That's not good for our show. We like authenticity on the show. But we also love Mutt. Well, but the thing is, is if he got there and said he was had a great time, had a, let himself go, had a bunch of drinks, he's staying in the hotel, he's there for the weekend, he's not endangering society like he normally does. <laughs> I got to ask you, Steve. Who cares? Be honest. You and I talked a lot about Mutt Tuesday at our golf outing, which is a great treat by you. Thank you very much. I, nothing so, to do with me, my old man. Thanks, John Curtis. I was able to use my dad's points. We talked a lot about Mutt in terms of, in, in a fond way. I don't think we were bashing Mutt on the golf course. He just comes up a lot. He's a funny character to us. I love Mutt. I genuinely love we the guy. We both love Mutt. He's such a good guy. He's so weird. He's so bizarre in everything that he does. It's a pretty thing, isn't it? He amuses us. He, he also him. came up at the Border Cafe last night. I don't want to name drop Myself, Dave McCarthy, Che Harris, and uh, Adam Hart. Another meal with Kirk Minahan last night and Rob Bradford. Big night out. This week has week. been banana land. Huge week. Huge. Uh, but uh, when Bradford's talking about Mutt, there's a little more malice in the air. Oh, you know my what I mean? God. Mutt is like the biggest snake on the station. Subtle snake. I don't have the same relationship that you and Kirk do with Bradford. We're colleagues. You know, he's always been fine, nice to me, but... The real Bradford has some deep-seated anger and some jealousy out there. He just lies. Rob lies, and I don't know why he does it. Well, we all agree that Mutt's odd at certain times. Sometimes he's just perfectly normal. Every He's, he's an everyman. I'm short. I'm muscular. I get it. Right. There are other times he just gets into awkward Mutt mode. Mutt here! Sort of socially uncomfortable. Bradford realizes this, but he's very put off by it. It's it's a weird competition they have going on. You know it, Mutt! Why, how so? Just That's the sense I get. He doesn't say that. He's, he's more demeaning in a malicious way. Oh, so he he, he criticizes Mutt. I think. With a little more, more of an edge. Do. Yeah, okay. I mean, we criticize Mutt, but... Yeah, but I, when we talk it's about Mutt, it's, it's never anger. It's just right. sort Mutt's of the best. observational. Correct. Yeah, no. Well, they had the big... They had, In this very room, they had their... Well, uh, of course, they had the big, you know, mediated podcast. The convention yeah. or whatever. That's true. Uh, we may need mediation for Kirk and Jerry after this week as well. Um, I guess, although it's kind of settled, but Tuesday we had yet another blow up. Red Sox writer Chris Mason from some paper. Of what, what organization? LMNOP <laughs> Boston. It's Chris Mason from CNHI Sports Boston. I don't even know what that is. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> what a dumb idea. Is that Bill Burt's idea? God. If it's a media company that's still uh, handing out checks at this point, then God bless them. God bless the entire world. Anyway, Chris Mason came on. We thought it would be a couple-minute spot talk about his uh, big David Price story. Right. Yeah, my hand is uh, nice. It's heated up. It's warm. Good. It's, uh, it's good. Which turned out to be sort of a theme of the week, right, David a Price? A harbinger of things to come. It certainly was. Wednesday and Thursday were a lot of David Price in the news. Alex, what can you tell us about the status of David Price? He, he has a mild case of carpal tunnel syndrome. You and I both agreed, though. The interview went on too long. Jerry's counterclaim was that, of course, Kirk walked out on the interview... I guess Kirk's not happy with our interview because he's leaving now. Oh, man. You're really leaving? And therefore, he had no choice but to carry it another couple minutes. But also, Jerry wanted to, he wanted some more talk. He could uh, could opt out at the end of the year and go 
play in Arizona. Do you agree he's never going to opt out? So you think he would take 25 or 20 to go elsewhere? The economics have changed, too. They're not paying guys like him $32 million. Right. Jerry wanted to talk about it. He's int- He finds David Price to be a more compelling figure than Kirk does. Although Lightning runs. You said at the break people don't care about David Price. I disagree. Okay, we've done almost no Price the last two yes, years. We've been you number one him. the whole time. You hate him. We do it all the time. <laughs> we do David Price all the time yes. on this show? Yes. When he's We do David Price. News. Hold on. We do David Price all the time on yes. this show. When he's in the news, we do it. Not sure. all the time. David Price is a lightning rod. People, he's not a lightning lots of people rod. don't like him. He's not a lightning rod. Although stick tap to Jerry. I mean, Jerry said that David Price is a lightning rod, and he became truthful here this week because later on, two days later or a day later, I mean, it was the talk of the town. For what I know, David has played video games his whole life. Kirk disagreed when we had Chris Mason on, and Jerry, I think, took advantage of the time to get some more questions in and talk about something he's interested in. But stick tap to Kirk. And this stooge. Kirk recognized that Mason himself on the air was not a very good interview and not combative enough for Kirk's taste anyway, and not compelling enough that he's worth keeping on for 10 minutes. You didn't fight. hear he didn't fight with you. You have your headphones he didn't in. fight with you? Because uh, he wanted to fight with you. Oh, That's okay. why he came well, on. <laughs> Too bad. That's he got some, there's a lot of people, their goal is I to fight people, with you. I, wait, I thought people don't want to come on because well, of me. when Which they come it? on, they have a chance to be Drellick. Well, chance. he was not going to do that. Are you really, you really think he was going to do that? I mean, I honestly, don't know. We'll I mean, never know. We'll never know. Come on. For whatever reason, Jerry thinks that if we give these people an opportunity, we'll find more people like Evan Drellick. Be better. Try okay. harder. And write Ask a better questions. Whatever that was, 18 months ago in, in Fort Myers. Another shales, you're saying. Right, another shales, absolutely. Shales, to be honest. And shales. <laughs> <laughs> I collect bobbleheads. I right. collect. We're all looking for the next shales. We all, I mean, the, the elusive shales. Jerry, I'm still mad at you for the oil can thing. But basically, what happened here is that there's only one Evan Drellick. He is as crazy as we will find in this medium. He's just... He didn't get the job done! An odd human being. His father's weird. I'm in a motel. He's weird. I'm sure his mom's a little weird. I don't know about as odd as anybody will find. No, in this medium. Like, I mean, who else in Boston is really strange like that? Who is willing to be that person on the air? True. Like, Tangway's definitely odd. Boom! Bang! Bang! Boom! Holy bleep! Chris Mason is a baseball beat writer. Those people are generally boring. Yeah. Just because we disagreed with a baseball beat writer and he evolved into this character on the show does not mean that every baseball beat writer we disagree with is going to come on the air and turn into Evan Drellick. And even as such, Drellick's only in two hours at a pop when right. he comes in. So the peak of that is the two peak. hours a week, maybe. Lineup's Lottie. out. Lineup is out. Right. Kirk gets up, walks out. Jerry finishes the interview by himself. And then we get back into the meat of the direction of the show. Two segments about inflexibility and uh, state of the show and whose side are you on. And it was good. Better than anything else we had going on that day. Jerry likes it when Kirk looks in to talk to you or me. He really enjoys that. (laughs) Well, he's a big fan of mine these days. Oh, I, I don't care about you. I'm not taking it from Sock Puppet in there. The host of Sunday Skate is going to mock me for doing a sporty interview? you got to be kidding. Well, he did give me a jacket that he got free from New Balance. But very, I very nice. I thought that. Dino, I mean, Jerry was very kind to do that. <laughs> yes, sir. You've been supporting Jerry, and then today he stomped all over you in this debate of who's more uh, vital to the show, the MVP of the show. I was surprised at that. If you had to keep one, Sophie's Choice, in a lot of ways more dramatic than Sophie's Choice. If you had to keep one of these producers, just one, who would you keep? Uh, Ken, he's more important. You hear that? No, Curtis, he's not. Curtis he's not. can't do he's the board. B- I legitimately think that through all of this, All of everything. Kirk Minahan literally being in my face, being needed to be pulled back by Jerry three, four years ago. Hating me, despising me, going nuts at me forever. Incredible. What do you want me to do? Rick Buecher? Unbelievable. Good job. (laughs) Bang up work. 
Good God Almighty. Curtis just threw his headphones and stormed out. Leave. Go back to your house. Walk your dog. (laughs) Try and have a kid. Leave me alone. Good luck. It'll be really hard to replace you. The last guy was a bank teller after he left. We'll go out in the street and pick a random person. That guy can print out things and get Jerry iced coffee with no ice in it. I think this is a possibility. Call me crazy. But I'm pretty sure somebody can sit there, stuff Doritos in his face at 7.30 and book Chris Russo. I think Kirk Seamus Minahan values my role in the show more than Jerry Callahan. That was evident today. That was obvious. And it hurts. There are people who have, like, serious head injuries as children, and they could do the board. Curtis can't do the board. I love Jerry. I admire the man. I view him like a dad. And well, that- I, again, I think it is sort of a different view of the show. For the show, I'd rather have an okay board guy and dumb Curtis. And this goes back to the argument Tuesday. You're like, Kirk values your comedic input and headlines. Jerry quite frankly, does not. Hates it. He's a little disgusted by your work in headlines. Views my work on headlines to be an abomination. Yeah. yeah. An insult to the medium. Abusing the platform. He's amused by you to a point, but he would rather do a polished show. (sighs) Oh, absolutely. And you are the key to a polished show. I mean, you are the central figure of a show in terms of ins and outs, the right sound, the right drops. You're the best at it. So for Jerry's purposes, I understand. I'm not saying he's idiotic to say that you're more important than me. I just am hurt by the manner in which I was so quickly dismissed. Quickly dismissed. I mean, not even a thought. I can't. Like, yeah. And, and then he says, Curtis is just going to be here forever. All right, Jerry, you know. Curtis might, you know, pass away, but he's not leaving. You thought that before I was basically in the ICU three weeks later. I mean, <laughs> things can happen. I might not be here forever. Ken and I discussed our future at length about things that we can go and do. So we have a lot of options. We have a lot of options out there. I have leverage. Mutt doesn't. Yep. You have no leverage. I've helped out quite a bit over the last year, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, yeah, that's where I get stuck. And uh, but yeah, that did. That was a kick in the pants. But the voters were in your favor. And if I had to cast a vote, I would vote for you. You are you clearly are more valuable to the show. Eighty six fourteen Bomani. Very close, Kirk. Eighty seven fourteen Bomani. Oh, eighty seven fourteen. I mean, eighty seven thirteen. There is nobody who has made the show better since Kirk. Obviously, Kirk's sort of addition spurred things. But I notice when you're gone, and I listen back to the show. In the heat of the show, I think things are you know you get lost in it. What you bring to the program in terms of Listening along with Kirk and Jerry is unprecedented on any radio show anywhere. I love this man. It is the best timed sound and drops on any radio show in the country. For those who love the show, they might vote because they hear my idiocy. I was just going to get into that hot tub. And they think, you know, that's a huge part. Listen but when that Garvin's is a huge in. part. I but, appreciate that. But listen when Garvin's in. Listen when anybody else is in. Listen to any other radio show. It is not only Boston. It's not only... Whatever, sports radio, it is unparalleled. Well, that's nice of you to say. And I, I take pride in that, but but if you had somebody in more regularly, I think they could be coached up and teached up to, to do that fairly well. I have a pretty good idea. Just get rid of Jerry and I'll just co-host with Kirk. I'm sure Kirk's thought about it. <laughs> Kirk and Curtis has been, uh, part I, of, it's been I, the Twitter app. one of the highest lot. rated shows of the year. Yeah. All right, it is solo Curtis segment here on Kirk and Callahan, W-E-E-I. Oh, my God. But then again, Mud is almost still the more valuable to the show in terms of his whack packetness. He's, you know, without, you can almost throw mud into the mix. We really have three producers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's, he would be, I mean, I think he's the third most valuable producer. Mutt the producer is something else. Curtis and Callahan show. Okay, you just want to tell me I'm boring on the edge. I mean, not just lost in space. He's watching uh, Highway to Heaven as a child, you know, so he can bring that perspective. All right, Mutt, your turn. What'd you hate? I don't think I watched. Show- I don't think I watched shows that I hated. <laughs> you just wouldn't watch them. 
Uh, I a hate show, Melrose Place. There is a show. There's a show that Michael uh, Michael Landon played an angel. I hated that show. Highway to Heaven? Yes, hated that show. The best is whenever Jerry and Kirk get into a pop culture, old TV, music type of conversation, they just don't even look at Mutt. They just both turn and look at each other, and Mutt just sort of sits there, and he's like clicking away, looking at standings, like Google searching whatever the topic is so we can come up with a TV show. <laughs> oh, MASH. Okay, let me type that in. Who is that? Alda. All right, I'm ready to go. All right, Mutt, your turn. What'd you hate? All of this, I would say, we may be burying the lead. Probably the highlight of the week was the uh, epic rant from Freddie Toucher oh. and the announcement of his uh, big, big upcoming speaking engagement in New York. I know everybody in this industry. I'm speaking at the Talkers Convention in New York City. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who brags about knowing everyone in the what business? Is he Dino? He's speaking at the Talkers Convention? 28 days away. Kirk doesn't seem to want to go, partly because... The program director thought it would be a good idea that he goes. Yes. Which makes it immediately not funny. Right. Joey Zabrano, who is a rat. If, if Joe came in and said, you're not going, the flights and trip would already be booked. But his, his rationale makes sense. I mean, they know we're coming. If he's going to be there, we just do this regular show on a remote from WFAN. Then we go sit in the audience to hear Freddie. <laughs> you know, we need somebody to go. I'll go or we need somebody to go and get sound and, you know, talk to the people there and sort of do a thing about it. I, th- I put the Reamer idea out there. I don't think it's a bad idea. Reamer gets to Manhattan, gets to talk to the people. He can use it as a networking opportunity because he's probably not going to work here for long. I'm ruining myself. I can never work at ESPN again with all the ESPN bashing oh, I've wow. done on the website. That's so, well, that's pretty so, killing myself. I'm 24. That's pretty killing that, yourself? That's, boom, we got the sound and everybody wins. I think that's what we should do. We should send Reamer, get the audio. Maybe he'd even talk to Freddie T. Freddie T, uh, he may not make it that far. He's, I think, on the verge of a meltdown. I know you. I'm not afraid of you. Play this and respond to it instead of picking and choosing. Or play bird audio from uh, from uh, six years ago. He, uh, he is certifiably insane. <laughs> Captain Tough Guy. Did you ever work with him directly when yes. you were over there? I did. Um, you, over the summer, you, you I do like bird? a week at a time. Oh, you were okay. Maybe one or two weeks a summer, and I do a full week with them when their producer took vacation. So Fred is a very odd guy, but Rich is just fake fraudulent screw you and a total douche you know what you heard in that clip when they you were you can t- hear him in the background he doesn't quite get it. he keeps place trying to third place third place third place the most bizarre thing we're, we're burying the lead of burying the lead they're bragging about a weekly where they didn't even win a weekly right they lost the hill man <laughs> they lost the hill well, it's man. rich it's not toucher i think toucher's embarrassed by that if you listen to it it's embarrassing toucher's trying to do a good rant and rich is just getting in the way with this well and it's like Third place. I couldn't even imagine bringing up a weekly in general at that to that extent. Kirk will mention a weekly when we've won, I think at one point we won like 20 in a row. Mm-hmm. So you sort of bring it up to, to prove a point. But the week before, we won by like three points. We dominated the market. No, I mean, Kirk laid it out on the air. I mean, he went through the... 14-month average, first place, starting in March 2017. This is 2554 male, uh, which is how we judge it. Uh, not counting the uh, WVEI in the Boston market, though I would personally, but that's okay. We'll leave it out for now. March, first place. First place, April. Second place, May. Uh, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Holiday book, number one. January, number two. February, March, number one. Unbelievable. It was hilarious. And a show that prided itself, a show that was rooted in this thought that they were going to be the iconoclast, that they were going to go against the man, that they were going to fight the system, they were going to mock the lodge, has become everything 
They mocked. No, they've just given up. They've gone corporate. He's mentioning corporate and Beasley people. People at Beasley in a meeting. Corporate people. Dupes. Greg Bedard. What a great website. Yeah, from the Boston Sports Journal, which, by the way, I recommend you get a uh, a membership to. Uh, excellent. Excellent publication. Our good friend, uh, uh, Greg Bedard. The Sports Hub. We are Toucher and Rich. Dan Shaughnessy. Hall of Famer. Jason Master Donato, who is the uh, Red Sox reporter for the Boston Herald. Uh, he's been uh, reporting everything that's been going on in spring training. <laughs> and uh, his name is Dave Gosher. He is currently the television voice uh, for the Las Vegas Knights. He uh, joins us in studio. The great Kevin Paul DuPont. He joins us uh, from um, scenic and wonderful Winnipeg. Mr. John Heyman, hello, sir. Uh, hello, how are you guys doing? Uh, well, we, we've listen, everything's broken here. Ben Rohrbach covers the NBA for Yahoo Sports. Really? Mr. Rohrbach, thank you so much for the time, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's a radio wow. revolution, Jerry. That's Jump on what, board. Uh, that's what we did at this station like 20 years ago. They lose when we do that stuff. I mean, you can't get into a back and forth with Kirk. It's just, it's it's not good. I hope they keep doing it. I, we love it when they do. True. Because it provides ammunition for our hey, show. they're on television. We're on television. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. They're on TV? Yes. And they're at the Talkers Convention? All right. Um, I'm going to enjoy my weekend. I suggest you do the same. Thank you, sir. And uh, thanks again for the great golf outing Tuesday. That was a blast. We, do, we should do it more often. Yep. Uh, it was a, kind of a peaceful week in general on the show, all things considered. A little Kirk and Jerry banter, but... After the last few weeks where things were really on edge, at least things sort of settled down. It's feeling more summery this week. I agree. The weather's heating up, and so are the hockey takes. Sunday morning at 8 for the final hockey Sunday skate. The host of Sunday Skate? Good weekend. Good weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 